Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1297, air date August 25th, 2023. We do these meetings every Thursdays um, at 11 a.m. and at 8 p.m. 8 p.m. one, we typically do two parts of a meeting. We do a town hall and then we go to an open house for Truth, Freedom, Health. So we'll start with the town hall. And what we've been doing is um, the town halls rotate um, on a different topic and the town halls really address a particular policy issue. And what's unique about our campaign is bottoms up, but we're not here to be blowhards like the nonsense that you saw on a stupid thing called the, uh, these debates that they had, which are just complete nonsense because they never really address anything. It's all about people making promises of what they may do or will possibly do, but they do not address anything having to do with any competence that they have to solve a problem here and now. So when we uh, launched our campaign, we took a very, very specific approach. And the approach was that we're not going to tell you we're going to do something in the future if and when we get elected. Um, Everything we do is going to be about things that we can do now that um, can support people's lives immediately, right? So it's not about saying we're going to do something in the future. And the areas that we uh, divided um, our particular, uh, uh, you know, um, topics up to were six different areas. One was healthcare. The other one was the environment. The other one was education. The other one was innovation. The other one was governance. And then the final one was economy. So I'll, I'll repeat that again, six areas, healthcare, environment, education, innovation, governance, an economy. And when we put all those together, um, those six, I mean, there's obviously other platform issues you could talk about. We wanted it directly related to something um, that was uh, directly affected everyone's lives. All right. So that was sort of the architecture of how we put together our platform. So let me just share that with you to, to, um, uh, to give you context. And within that context, we decided that um, when we did these town halls, you would actually leave these town halls with a tangible um, solution that you could use in your day-to-day lives. And that's what we believe a leader should be doing. We want to raise your standards and leadership is really about giving you solutions. All right. So let me sort of walk you through that, if I may. So um, what we wanted to do specifically was when we launched our campaign, we wanted to address an issue that affects all of us, right? If you look, there's so many problems in the world right? And that issue was this curve that you see here. By the way, I've shared this many times, but this is the heart and soul of our campaign. Um, Every line here represents the life expectancy of different countries throughout the world. The gray line is the average life expectancy uh, of all the industrialized nations. And the red line is the United States. And this is how it's been developing. And more recently, it's become like this, all right? But what's important to understand is that the if you have a child today, your child will live a shorter lifespan than you. Let me repeat that again. If you have a child today, your child will live a shorter lifespan than you. And so you can see the U.S. lifespan curve has been going in a parabola, which means upside down. And all the other countries are going to follow the same pattern. So what other presidential candidate is even talking about this? To me, this is a real root cause problem. And what you're going to learn today, um, because Our topic today is governance. 
and I'll and, and we'll come back to this graph. So, um, so if you look at this graph here, um, the reason that graph has gotten to that point is it's not any one thing. Your body, one of the most important things that affects your lifespan is your immune system being destroyed. The immune system um, policies that support your immune system. This is getting very, very simple and fundamental. And policies that support um, uh, your ability not to be stressed out, right? Or to have resilience to stress are things that are going to uh, give you a very, very positive life, right? So we have a healthcare policy that destroys people's immune system. We have an environment right now that's very hard to get healthy foods. Put it very simply. And all of us, and everything you're seeing here is very practical things. Education, people are hit every day with a academic environment that is not dedicated to real science. Um, your media hits you with bullshitters, false heroes. They decide who's going to get visibility and they suppress people um, who actually have real solutions. Um, they do not teach your kids how to innovate. The governance system is made up of corrupt leaders. You saw nine of them last night, including Trump. Um, and the economy is at a situation, the average working person in the United States, for example, only has $400 in their bank account for a rainy day. And you have massive income inequality. So healthcare, environment, education, innovation, governance, and economy. Those things affect your levels of stress. And when you're stressed out, this is what you get because your immune system is destroyed. So what I just walked you with was a root cause analysis. Leaders, real leaders, learn how to do root cause analysis. So if you go to our um, schedule, our campaign, you know, um, several weeks ago, we went through how you can strengthen the immune system. And by the way, we've done many of these talks. We give you practical advice, not waiting for government to do something. We teach you what the immune system is. We teach you things you can do to support your immune system. Another thing is you have to put proper foods into your body. Food is medicine. You can't even get proper food anymore because of the systemic issues that both left wing and right wing and Democrats and Republicans have done. They eat very healthy food. I can guarantee you uh, Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton uh, do not eat garbage. They may act like they do eating McDonald's burger, but I guarantee you go to any of Donald Trump's hotels and restaurants, it's pasture-raised, organic, wonderful beef, and all those kinds of things. So don't let him bullshit you that he's eating McDonald's burgers. Go to Mar-a-Lago. Go to John George's on 63rd and Central Park, and you'll see what they eat there, okay? So um, education, right? Um, key is to learn truth from lies. And one of the important things that we've done um, is we've created an entire course, Foundations of Systems, um, that you and your children can learn how to start thinking from a systems perspective. Systems thinking is the future of the world. If you don't learn systems thinking, you have a huge disadvantage. And um, it's like you have sticks and stones and your enemy's got a nuclear weapon. Innovation, we teach a course to make your children smart. Tonight, we're going to be doing our series on governance, how to be a leader in your community. And um, next week, we'll talk about economy. We give you practical things. What is a financial statement? How to save money? Um, what is a profit and loss statement? What is a balance sheet? Things that everyone should be learning, but most Americans, for that matter, most people throughout the world don't learn these. So when you look at this, this is our campaign. You come to our campaign our town hall, you're going to learn any one of these things. Your life is going to be better here and now. Now, if you want me to do this better and faster, well, make sure I get elected as president. But regardless of that, we're going to teach you these things because ultimately leadership is service. So we're going to focus on governance today. 
All right. So let me go back to this graph. The reason I wanted to start with this graph is just look at this graph. I want you to just look at this graph. And what do you see in this graph? You see the years go from 1980 till today, and you see the United States lifespan is going the other way. All right. And it didn't just happen overnight. This happened starting in 1980, around 1984. We went wackadoodle to the rest of the world. And, and behind that simple line, you know, I do a lot of, um, uh, I do scientific research every day. I'm an engineer. I'm a practicing engineer in addition to being a fighter and a warrior. You know, I actually do real science and I have to solve problems every day. But this is what's called a key performance indicator. But behind that line is not any one single issue. It's a system of interconnected policies that have been done against you and us for at least 60 years. So if you're a Democrat, well, don't blame the Republicans. If you're a Republican, don't blame the Democrats. Both parties, because this goes back to Kennedy and uh, you know Reagan and Bushes and Clintons and Trump and all of them, every party has been passing policies to destroy your health. And the data is front right in front of your face. And don't let anyone bullshit you. This And not one candidate will talk about this. Why? Because it implicates all of them. And then, it, it, then, then if you really want to talk about governance and leadership, which is what we're going to talk about tonight, you have to do what's called root cause analysis. How many people have heard of that thing, RCA? Root cause analysis. Anyone? Okay. Well, they should teach that in kindergarten. Root cause analysis. Write it down. And you can pay, go to Harvard, uh, you know, you can go to an MIT industrial engineering program, or you can go to Harvard Business School and you can pay them $300,000, $400,000, and you're going to learn what I'm going to teach you in the next 30 minutes. It's called root cause analysis. And leaders better know root cause analysis. And none of these scumbag leaders no root cause analysis. In fact, they actually know how to cause problems. That's what they do. They know the root of all cause, how to cause problems because they're all, most of them are the root of evil. And the reason we do these town halls is we're not here to convince people. We're here to inspire you. And the purpose of these town halls is to identify people who want to get off their butts and create a movement. Because when we did the root cause analysis of why the world is in this situation, it comes down to one singular reason. And that is because the citizenry of the world has been sitting on their butts and not wanting to build a bottoms-up movement collectively and individually. That is why we're in this situation. We've been outsourcing our future to a bunch of morons. That's what's been going on. And on the Republican side, there's nine fucking morons running. And that's what you should call them because that's what they are. And they're very dangerous people and they don't give a fuck about you. And you have to use these curse words to discuss them very boldly and God, for God's sake, teach your children how to curse at these people. And if you have a problem with my cursing, then you should stay and listen. And by the end of this, you will be cursing at these people. Because when you look at that graph and you're an adult over 18 years old, and you're planning on having a child or you you have a child, you have to ask yourself, why is it that we have that situation? Why is it that this graph is like this? And how did we get here? How did we allow us to get here? Why is it that your child is going to live less than you? 
It's embarrassing, this graph. Look at it. My parents came to the United States to seek a better life. Many of your grandparents came here to seek a better life. Many of you work your butt off. We work our butts off. They don't. And this is what they've delivered. $5 trillion go into the U.S. budget out of your hard-earned tax dollars every year. And this is what they've delivered. You should be really, really upset. This morning, I talked about one of the scumbags that's running. They found a brown noser by the name of Vivek the Snake. That's what I call him. He's a fucking snake. A little, little dweeb out of Yale and Harvard who has no idea what the fuck he's talking about, but is a mimicker. He reads scripts. But more importantly, he's an evil motherfucker. Why do I say that? Because when you look at that graph, I'll tell you one of the elements that's caused us this, is that this graph has been brought to you by many, many systemic issues. It's not any one issue. It's been brought by environmental toxins in the waters and the food. It's been brought by the fact that there's massive income inequality and income inequality puts massive stress on families, on relationships, on your physiology. There's the fact that your doctor or your healthcare practitioner knows nothing about medicine except when you're in a crisis. They don't know how to look at your body and advise you. The healthcare system has become insurance companies and hospitals and pharmaceutical companies who have come in between you and your ability to find out what's right for you. It's, it's a whole host of issues. But one of those issues is the drive to never create medicines for you, but to do what I call financial engineering to make a buck off the process of making medicines. And this fucker, Vivek Bullshit Swami, that's what he's been involved in. And everyone needs to know about this. And it's very dangerous because this is a 35-year-old, 37-year-old asshole who is setting the standards of what it means to be a quote-unquote leader. Let's talk about one example of what this guy did. Just one. Ten years ago, you know, by the way, think about this guy's never really had to work for his life. He's a Brahmin. And when I say Brahmin, I don't mean Brahmin just alone from the Indian caste system. But today we have a global caste system, a multiracial global caste system, yellow, brown, white, whatever color you want to talk about it. And they all work together against us. It involves people like Jared Kushner, Elon Musk, this fool, Vivek the Snake, Trump, Biden, Biden's son, all of them. They're multiracial, Brahmanical force. And when I say that is these people think they're better than you. And they think that you're dumb, that you're stupid, that you will have amnesia, that you're fine with them saying one thing and getting away with doing something else. And you're fine with lowering your standards to just corrupt leaders. That's not what our movement is about. And that's not what my run is. You can look at the entire arc of my life. I've had to personally fight injustice, and I know what it means to get fucked. And I know what it means to win against these people and how to win. So this is not some, everything you, you hear from me is not some speech. You saw the discussion I did yesterday. Um, we answered all the debate questions. It was all off the cuff. There's no prepared statements. There's no consultant here. 
Everything you get from us is absolute truth and reality because I've had to walk the walk. And all of you have had to walk the walk. But when you look at this little bastard, what did he do to contribute to that curve? Well, what happens nowadays is biotech and pharmaceutical companies, everything they do is about purely making money, not about doing things to support your health. They do financial engineering, not biological efforts to advance your health, financial engineering. And I'll come back to this root cause analysis, but I'm giving you one of the root causes here. But you're going to learn how to do root cause analysis. But when you look at this guy, he came, comes out of Yale. By the way, when you come out of Yale, you get a dossier built on you. Yale, they don't let anyone in. They vet you because they know that they need the pawns, the puppet leaders of the future world, just like Oxford does. It's a very interesting institution. So this guy gets out of Yale. Then he goes to a hedge fund, which is basically a bunch of rich kids who get to hang out, move money around and make money from other people. Never really work. They're just moving capital around. They don't solve problems. They don't fix uh, a broken toilet. They don't build a house. They don't engineer anything. They don't solve any problems. They're just moving capital around. They're not one of us. After he goes to that hedge fund, then he decides to start his own pharmaceutical company. Axovant. And you can look it up. A-X-O-V-A-N-T. And Axovant goes and buys a drug from another company for $5 million. Well, first of all, he had to raise money from his buddies, right? The little fraternity of other Brahmins, black, white, brown, etc. And what they do is they go buy a drug from a company called GSK, which is one of the biggest pharmaceutical companies. Well, GSK had developed a drug which failed not once, not twice, not three times, four times, four clinical trials. So it's a broken drug. It never worked. Clinical trials where you take the drug and you test it on humans. So you abused a lot of humans and you find out it failed. So they go buy this failed drug. And I just want you to fathom this. Buy a failed drug, knowing it's failed. Then this fool gets his mother, his mother, literally his mama, mama's boy, to do the data analysis of one of the clinical trials, reanalyze the data, throw away all the people who never finished the clinical trials, because most of those people probably had adverse reactions, and then says, oh my God, writes a paper in a bullshit poster session and says, this drug is an amazing drug. Using that data, they take it to Wall Street and push it and take the company public, okay? They take the company public, make billions of dollars. And during the time that it's public, he sells around $50 million worth of his stock. After doing that, they wait another couple of years, and then they do their own clinical trial, knowing it's knowing it's going to fail. It's a useless drug. Obviously, the drug fails, and boom, the stock tanks and loses 99% of its value. 99%. All right. So just consider what I just told you. 99% of value lost overnight, knowing it was a useless drug. Now, is this a human being? Who the fuck does stuff like this? Who thinks like this? The people who think like this are the people who've been behind generating that curve. These are not good people. They're evil human beings. And that's just one example I'm sharing with you. And this occurs every day. Everything they do is not to advance your health, but to make power, uh, maximize power, profit, control. That's it. 
And that fucking idiot is running for president. Not only that, he gets promoted out of nowhere. He gets highlighted. He gets put in the New York Times. He gets center stage. This is not coincidental. It's not from hard work. It's deliberate. Because we know that Big Pharma is a multi-trillion dollar empire. And over the last 10 years, Big Pharma sales have been going down because none of their drugs are making it through even the FDA. A lot of people don't know this. So they needed the vaccine. That's what Trump did. Trump was Big Pharma Savior 1.0. So they're teeing up another savior. So what I just walked you through is what is called a root cause analysis. What is a root cause analysis? And as an as a, you know, since I've been about 12 years old, I've been doing root cause analysis. And we better all damn well learn very fast how to do root cause analysis. And our movement teaches you that. It teaches you these fundamentals because it is a heart of governance. What is root cause analysis? It's what it means. Root cause. Something is not working. You have to go find what the root cause is, not some band-aid problem, the root cause. And you have to go in there and you have to solve that root cause if you really want to solve the problem. If you want to be a bullshitter, then you just put a Band-Aid on the problem and then market that you've solved something. And you make money off the bullshit like this fool did, this evil individual did. That's why I call him Vivek the snake. So what is root cause analysis? Root cause is, number one, identifying what the problem is. Well. Here's a problem that we've identified, okay? If you're if you are a pilot, okay, imagine you're piloting, you're a leader piloting the United States. And you have this on your screen and you're seeing lifespan go like this. Should you not do something about it? If you see you're flying the plane and you see the plane's nose going like this, you're going to do something, right? Well, you have a nosedive taking place here. And it's not something that happened overnight. So you're going to have to look at that and you say, what is causing this? What is the root cause? Now, when I was growing up, my father was an incredible. He came from nothing. He, he grew up in war-torn Burma. He didn't see his first book until he was 12 years old. He learned how to do math under one of those chalkboards under a little mango tree. But my dad could freaking solve problems. You know, he became a chemical engineer and he and I would solve all sorts of wonderful problems, actual problems. He would come home from work. Something wasn't working properly in a huge factory. We would sit down. We would have to understand the mathematics. We'd have to go down to why it occurred. I'd help him write the reports. And then we would solve major multi hundred million dollar problems together. It was, it was fascinating growing up. My, my father is a chemical engineer. Chemical engineering is where you have to make something not just in a test tube, but if, if you go buy any consumer product like a toothpaste, there's a chemical engineer who's making millions of toothpaste have to all come out perfectly, right? And some chemical engineers behind that because they're making it in huge vats and it better be perfect every time. It's a, quite an incredible process. So he and I would solve problems together, but the key thing was root cause. So you would have to apply scientific principles and then apply it to the real world. Scientists have it easy. Engineers, mothers, 
plumbers, electricians, we have to solve real problems every day. So when you look at that graph, you have to ask yourself, what is the root cause? So first of all, step one, do you have a problem? Okay. Would you guys say we have a problem when you look at that graph? Yes? No? And the reason this is important, some people do not want to acknowledge there's a problem. It's very easy to say there's no problem. Look away, right? Put your head in the dirt. And that is why our campaign is number, step one is let's look at the problem. That is a serious fucking problem. Step one, we have a problem, right? Now, the second thing you have to do when you do root cause analysis is you have to ask yourself, you know, what are the sequence of events, okay, that led to this problem, okay? You see the problem as actually a different step between looking at the problem, you collect all the data and you acknowledge, you know, you may say, oh my God, I think people are dying much younger than before. You get all the data, right? You have your hypothesis and you map it out. So we've gathered the data, that's step two, and we put it together. Yes, we have a problem. Now what you have to do is you have to say, what are the possible factors that cause this? What are the things that cause this problem? Okay? So in root cause analysis, step three is what are the factors that cause this problem? And you have to go at this like a warrior. What are all the things that cause this problem? Not to say, well, I think it was a vaccine. Let's give Kennedy some freaking money, that bullshitter. Oh, I think it's just the uh, Obamacare. Uh, you can see some of Obamacare occurred right here. Okay, that could be some of it. But when you fundamentally look at this, you come to realize that it's many things. Okay, and that's why I wanted to give you that preview. So root cause analysis, you lay it all out. Okay, you lay out all the possible factors that could have caused this problem. Okay. So we have, now we could add more, but you get the idea, right? You, you, you have an inkling there's something wrong. Life expectancy is going down. You gather your data, you put it together and you say, yes, we indeed have a problem. Step two. And step three, you have to look at all the factors. Okay. What are all the things? And by the way, if you're running a company, if you're running a household, you could apply this. What are all the things that cause it? We do this every day in running our movement, even or running our organization. We'll always have some problem. Crystal will tell you, some customer will call, oh my God, I tried clicking on the website and I can't do something, right? Things were slow on the computer, right? So you have to go look at all the things and you find the root cause. Oh, we're not maintaining every week. We should do regular maintenance on the computer to make sure the hard disk doesn't fill up, right? But you'll always find a root cause issue. But before you can get to that, you got to put everything on the table. And that's what we're doing here. What are the possible causal factors? Causal factor, it's a healthcare system. Causal factor, it's the environment. Causal factor, people aren't being educated on how to take care of their bodies. Causal factor, we don't have new solutions. We don't have innovation. Causal factor, we have a bunch of corrupt people, leaders. I just shared one example. Causal factor, people can't even afford good food, economy. So you lay it all out, okay? And then you look at this and you say, you know, these are the causal factors. And what are, are there any particular things that are the source of all of these? Is there one cause sometimes that you go nail that thing 
and it resolves all of this, okay? Is there something that is the root of all of these potential problems, okay? And you want to really think about that now, but how do you think about that? Now you have these things. How? What is a framework that allows you to start thinking about identifying the real cause? Well, what I'm going to share with you is systems thinking. Systems thinking was a science that, by the way, came out in the 1900s, really came into fruition in the 1950s. And it was created because people started recognizing we live in a world of complex systems. It's not any one issue. And engineers, you learn, you're forced to learn systems thinking because if you're building an airplane, you're very clear that you don't simply, if something's going on, you don't simply redesign the propeller overnight. You don't just put a new jet engine on. You have to recognize the ankle bone is connected to the foot bone. If you put a new jet engine on and you don't size it right, you could vibrate the whole plane, right? Everything's interconnected. Medical doctors have no idea of systems thinking. 99% of medical doctors are just dumb, okay? And they're made dumb. You could replace all of them with chat GPT because they learn how to do if then else. If this, give this drug. If this, give this drug. They're made to be actually stupid. A mechanic knows far more ways of thinking systems than any medical doctor does. Medical doctors are good after you're in a horrible situation. Oh, you have this problem. I'm going to give you this, right? And you don't even need them for that. But systems thinking is you look at a situation, someone's, a patient is coming with you and, you know, they have yellow spots all over their body or their eyes are yellow. Well, you probably realize they have jaundice and it's something to do with their liver, right? That the eyes are connected to the liver. Um, in Chinese and Indian medicine, if someone has a hearing problem, you go look at their kidneys, okay? If someone is suffering with, you know, skin issues, you go to their liver and you may find out that they're angry, that they had a lot of anger issues because the emotion anger is connected to the liver. So you start seeing interconnection between emotions, physiology, and organ systems. Medical doctors don't learn that. You talk to a good mechanic, they will listen very closely to different things and say, oh, your timing belt is off. Oh, the timing belt is off because of this, and they'll find the root cause. All right, so you look at the possibilities and what's the framework you use? Well, I'm not gonna teach you all our course because I want you to take our course. I want you to become warrior scholars, okay? And not because we wanna make money or anything. If those of you don't can't afford, you know, we have scholarship programs, but I'm gonna talk about three of those nine principles of systems thinking. When you learn system science and you can apply system science to everything, you can apply to your body, you can apply to everything. You find out that there are three fundamental principles that occur in every aspect of human ex or existence. Transport, conversion, and storage. Transport, conversion, and storage. Movement of information, matter, and energy. Transport. Conversion of things from one form to another. And then the structural aspects of a system. The things that contain the system. You can call it infrastructure. Okay? You look at your body, the infrastructure of your body is your posture, your bones, right? Your muscular structure, the thing that holds you up. You look at your home, it's the beams of your home. It's the foundation, okay? 
You look at an airplane, it's the entire fuselage. That's the structural element. You look at a society, it's the infrastructure, right? The roads, the highways, right? Um, the water systems, et cetera. Infrastructure. So you have three aspects in every system. By the way, there's nine principles. I'm going to talk about the three core ones. Transport, conversion, and storage or structure. Structure is very important. Without structure, nothing happens. You make a bowl of soup. You need a pan. That's a structure, okay? So without infrastructure, you got nothing. Conversion is the aspect of any system that takes things from one form and converts it to another form. Your, in your body, it's your digestion, okay? You need to have, you know, we now know your gut and your brain are very, very closely connected. It's called the gut-brain access. If you don't digest food well, you're going to have mental issues, okay? Digestion is a conversion process. Digestion. Cognition is a conversion process. You're hearing my words, you're cognizing it, and you're gaining understanding out of it. That's a conversion process. You put gasoline in your car, your engine converts that gasoline to mechanical motion. That's a conversion process, okay? Another conversion process that occurs is that you um, elect people, leaders, and they're supposed to take in the governance process, governance is a conversion process. They're supposed to take the reasons that they ran and convert it into tangible things <coughs> that result in a world that they and you set a vision for. It's a conversion process. Okay, that's conversion. And the final thing is movement of information, matter, and energy. Your physical walking is movement. Your car being transported is movement. Okay. Freedom is movement. Censorship is not movement. So I've just given you three principles. So when you go look at this diagram here, and you've, you're looking at finding out what the root cause is, right? What I mean, it, it could be an interconnection. You start having to, you can use these principles. Movement, freedom. One of the important conversion processes, science. The scientific method is a conversion process. You have all sorts of ideas of, we're talking about all sorts of ideas right now, and you apply the scientific method, and then you say, oh, that's the reason. You know, you've done models, you've done analysis, and you say, oh, this is the reason. And that, so truth, truth is really a verb in many ways in my vocabulary. It's a conversion process. Your physical health is the infrastructure that sustains you. So when we say truth, freedom, health, we're talking about all those principles, conversion, right, transport. And infrastructure. So it's very powerful. By the way, in my research, what I uncovered and really discovered at a very fundamental level is in the ancient systems of Indian medicine, this was called Vata, Pitta, and Kapha. Okay. These principles show up everywhere in human existence and existence. So I've just given you a foundational way that you can look at everything. So when you want to do root cause analysis, we have to look at this and we can apply those principles. Okay. So why is it that we've gotten here? How is it we got here? Let's start applying transport, convergence, storage, freedom, truth, and health, okay? Or truth, freedom, and health. Well, one of the things we'll see here is that over the last, since the 1970s, in the United States, and if you really go to the root of this, what's happened is that since 1970 till today, there has been no bottoms-up vibrant movements, 
So I'm now I'm going down to the root cause. How do we, how did the curve get like this? Because it wasn't like this during the 1900s to the 1970s. During the 1900s to the 1970s, if I were to lay out that data, there was a powerful movement all over the world, particularly in the United States. There were strong bottoms up movements led by women in the 1900s. Bottoms up working class movements. In fact, to give you the statistics, close to 200 million people in the United States used to strike and fight for their rights. And it wasn't top down unions. It was bottoms up. People were very politically conscious, particularly in the late 1800s and 1900, early 1900s. Those bottoms up movements demanded the eight hour workday. So people weren't stressed out. They demanded the elimination of child labor. They demanded clean water. They demanded proper roads. Bottoms up movements. And those movements put the fear of God into the elites, as I've talked about, the swarm. And starting in 1950, the elites, led by the right wing, a guy called Joseph McCarthy, was quite interesting. Yesterday's debate took place in Wisconsin, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It was in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, seven American workers were shot by the National Guard for fighting for the eight-hour workday, shot. A few years before that, four American workers were hanged fighting for the eight-hour workday. So all of this has been completely never discussed in American history. So there was very powerful bottoms-up movements. That means every one of you knew how to hand out a flyer. You talked to your neighbors. You didn't take bullshit. You didn't say, oh, don't curse at the, at the establishment. Talk nice. No, no one talked like that. People were much more of a fighting attitude. And because of that fighting attitude, between 1900 to 1970, as the economy grew, everyone's health got better. People are much more vibrant. By 1962, 99% of measles, which is an infectious disease, didn't exist. And then John Kennedy, another scumbag, passed the 1962 Vaccination Act, which said everyone's got to be vaccinated. And we created the CDC and all these corrupt institutions. When, by, when, when, the, when the measles vaccine came out in 1963, 99% of measles was gone. So if you do a root cause analysis, it was a 1962 Vaccination Act, which created all the co corrupt government agencies. And then people were getting vaccine injured. And then Ted Kennedy's brother created the Nas National Vaccine Injury Program, which protected big pharma companies so they couldn't be sued, more government agencies. And then his other, their nephew, Booby Effing Kennedy Jr., now wants to create safe vaccines from that same corrupt institution. You see, the root cause was the 1962 Vaccination Act. Side note, okay? But the point is, between 1900 and 1970, there was powerful bottoms-up movements. Those of you who are immigrants, you came to this country, many of you around that time. If you're from Italy, go look at it. Because America was vibrant, but it was vibrant because people had balls, they weren't castrated, and they used to fight. So there's a direct correlation between the, and so as the U.S. economy grew, believe it or not, everyone's wages grew from the first income, second, third, fourth income quartiles. Everyone's wages grew. So that's a root cause data you have to look at, right? Root cause analysis, go look at the data. And that data is beautifully laid out in a RAND report that came out about a couple of years ago. After 1970, because of the work of the right wing and the left wing, they started putting the fear back into the working class, us. 
saying, oh my God, if you say workers unite, if you go organize independently, you must be a communist. You must be being run by Russia. They did the Red Scare. And concomitantly to that, they had all the mafia people, the quote unquote left, take over all of these unions. So by 1970 till today, what has happened is no one fights anymore, guys. Everyone's, you know, afraid. Ooh, I'm going to lose my job. You know, I'm going to lose something. Well, look at the data. This is what you're losing while you haven't been fighting. That, okay? That's what's been happening. Why people have been pussyfooting around, voting for morons, and waiting for debates and watching fucker Carlson and all these idiots and being entertained, that's what's been going on. And let me tell you the data. So between 1970 till today, yes, the economy has grown, but the first and second income quartiles, their wages have gone down. And if you take all of those incremental wages going down and you add it all up, it's $47 trillion. $47 trillion in wealth has been transferred from working people upward. So that income inequality has resulted in this. And that's the root cause, okay? Because you have people in relationships, husbands and wives, they're fighting to even make ends meet. That creates a lot of stress. They can't put their kids in proper schools. Let's go down to it. Money is the root of all evil. And you find out that that is the ultimate root cause. But when you unravel that, you find out there's a root solution. And the root solution is we must build a bottoms-up movement. So we've identified the problem. You see the problem, life expectancy going down. You look at the data. You look at the potential causes, which I just walked you through. And then you have to really use your intuition and you have to be very honest with yourself. How do we get here? How did the healthcare system get like this? How do we get the, the soil and the food are so bad? How do we get it that my kids don't even learn how to think anymore? How do we get it that we have all these fucking corrupt leaders? And you have to look at yourself then. What the fuck was I doing? What were my parents doing? Well, they surely weren't taking to the streets. They weren't organizing. And what did your grandparents do? Oh, my grandparents were part of bottoms-up unions. I'm not talking about these top-down corrupt unions, okay? And go look at every one of your grandparents if they grew up in the 1900s or 1920s, whether it was India or the United States or anywhere, many of them were fighting for basic rights. And you have to do that root cause analysis. And when we stop stopped building these bottoms up movements, we have the result here today. When we started outsourcing our future to a bunch of fucking idiots and thinking people from above are gonna do something as though there's some Messiah coming. And the evangelical Christians, who really aren't Christians in my view, never have really read the work of Christ, have completely manipulated the words of Christ. You're supposed to fight. The purpose of life is you have to fight against evil, period. So all of us, you come to recognize, if you're not fighting against evil, then you have to recognize, what am I actually doing? What am I doing on this planet? And you have to realize, look at the result. The result is this. And what did you contribute to that? So now that I've shared with you what the root cause is, when the root solution is, now you have a conundrum. Either you can ignore it and walk away, or you can say, shit, I got to do some work now. Here's Dr. Shiva. You know, he's done two meetings. He fights 
and, and we're building a movement to fight. It's not like I can't say I don't have a community. We do have a community. We've created an organizational structure based on those videos John played you. We have a university where you can learn the physics of how to fight. We have a community of dedicated people all over the world. And we are fighting every fucking instant. And we want to inspire you to fight. But you don't have to do anything major. We're not talking about going and burning down buildings. Simple stuff. John will bring up a flyer. We've created a flyer for you. John, can you bring that up? You can go to shivaforpresident.com or vashiva.com. You can download this flyer. You can print it out on your home computer. And it's a weapon. And what is that flyer? That flyer is an educational weapon. Because ultimately, as my great-grandfather said, education is the ultimate revolution. What did I just do in the last 30 minutes? I educated you. I gave you data, facts. But I most importantly gave you a weapon from a governance standpoint of how to think root cause analysis. Again, to summarize, number one, find, take a hypothesis of what you think the problem is, collect the data, put forward all the possibilities, and then look at that and apply systems thinking, transport, conversion, storage, and you find out what the real issue is. So here, and, and then now you have to do something about it, right? Well, it took us about four months to put all of that into a simple newsletter. This is innovation right here. So you can go to the, and John and Crystal, maybe you can share the link to everyone so they can get it. John will put it up in the chat. But what does this say? It says, Dr. Sheba for president, the lesser of two evils is killing your children. Okay, very simple messaging. The lesser of two evils. That means, well, I guess I have to vote for a Democrat or Republican. No, this guy's a little bit better. That thinking has led to this process. And as you go down, as you scroll down, we have our branding. So we are giving a real solution. And what you notice here is in that graph, the graph is right there. So you can hand this to a friend. And we've made the paragraph very simple, a few sentences. You can memorize it. You can tell your friends, look, since the 1980s, the policies of the swarm. And you can teach them who the swarm is, elites. Both left and right, Democrat and Republicans, have destroyed America's life expectancy. And you can say, see this graph? You're educating them. And you, you can also tell people the rest of the world will follow the same pattern because everyone follows America. And every child on the planet is headed to a shorter lifespan than their parents. And that is by design. And what happens when we keep, quote unquote, voting for the, quote unquote, lesser of two evils. And the solution is we need to a systems overhaul. You can't reform the system. It's corrupt end to end. There's no tweaking it. And that demands a bottoms-up movement by us and for us. There you go. In less than 100 words, you have everything there to describe the problem, the root cause. And it's beautifully articulated, and everyone can weaponize this and take it everywhere. This is more powerful than having a gun in your hand. You've just delivered your friend, your neighbor, your child, your family member, powerful knowledge. Then you scroll down. And we've created a website for you called Shatter the Swarm. You can scan that and literally teach people what is a swarm. That video there took me 50 years to put together, but in 15 minutes, that video has gotten probably 40 million views, okay? So the left side of this, this page here, John, if you scroll down, is giving you the problem. The right side gives you the solution. So the left side is a root cause. Who causes problem? What is the problem? 
and got John scroll up a little bit and the right side gives you the solution. Well, first of all, the solution is we have to shatter the swarm. There's you, you can't fuck around with these people. We have to shatter it. Well, you got someone like me running for president. We know they have no intention of ever giving us a fair play. So we have to go offline. As we've told you and we've shared with you as we've unveiled, the swarm has created an unholy alliance between government and big tech companies. Everything we do, they attempt to make invisible. So the future is offline. Tomorrow, we'll be doing a video at 4 p.m. right at the train station. And you'll see me and our team handing out these flyers. I want to inspire you to get on the ground. Right. The other is we have learned the science of systems, which we have the university. Truth, freedom and health. Go learn it. You don't have to pay $100,000. I try to give it away for free. None of you guys want it. So we said, give me 100 bucks. It goes into our infrastructure. But once you learn the course and you pass it, you can give it to as many children as you want. So that's the science of systems. Go down, John. And then invite people to this forum every week. So you see, it's all laid out for you. The root cause on the upper left, who caused this, the swarm. On the upper right, hey, we have a political campaign. Everyone here should help us get on the ballot. What is the knowledge I can learn? Truthfreedomhealth.com. And then what do I do? Hand out this flyer, invite people to come here. And we're building our community. Thanks, John. So John's put out where you can get this. So it's it took us to create that flyer, to make it this simple. All you have to do is download it and print it and hand it out. That's it. You can get, if you want to do more stuff, there's a bumper sticker. Order a bumper sticker. Okay, you got to spend five bucks. Put it on the back windshield of your car. 100,000 people will see it. 100,000 people. Again, you're working and you can do this anywhere over the world. Tony uh, Pierce is from um, New Zealand. He's putting our bumper sticker all the way in New Zealand, okay? Seriously. So this is a movement by us for us. So you can get educated. You can learn the same knowledge that Henry Kissinger learned. But he uses it for power, profit, control. We'll use it for truth, for health. You can give it away to all your kids for nothing. You can get involved in a historic political campaign. You learn the corruption in your own states, in your own countries. But most importantly, you can be of service. You can now be a leader because what is governance? Governance is looking at a situation, solving the problem. What is the problem? I collect the data. I put out all the things out there and I find the root cause and you have to be dedicated. And that's what we just did. We just did root cause analysis. Um, Crystal and John and Suresh will tell you, you know, we have to do this every day. We have meetings, by the way, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m., 10 a.m. I'm sure, Tony, if you're a farmer, something's not working. You have to do root cause analysis. You can't just put a Band-Aid on the problem because you won't have a business tomorrow. But politicians can keep putting Band-Aids on problems. You see the difference? Governance is identifying the root cause, going at it like a warrior and fixing it, not bullshitting. Every one of you, if you're a mother particularly, and your child is sick, you can't just do some Band-Aid, right? You have to go solve it. If you are running a business and some employee is not working out, you have to go solve it. Otherwise, you're not going to have a business. Politicians never have to solve root cause issues. Rich boys don't have to solve root cause issues, especially when it affects us. So if we don't address these 
issues head on, we're going to be like Lucy, and I've talked about this, screwing over Charlie Brown. He keeps running down to kick the ball, and she keeps lifting up the ball every time. And that's what happens when we keep doing the lesser of two evils and we don't solve the root cause. So as I end this talk, let me give you the action steps. Number one, go to truthfreedomhealth.com. I've taught you three of the nine principles. Learn all these nine principles. Become part of this incredible global community so you don't feel alone. Oh my God, I'm the only one here. We've created the community for you every Thursdays. We got 114 people on the call today and we don't even do any advertising in spite of all the shadow banning they do to us. It's quite incredible. About half a billion people know about our movement. So it's not like, it doesn't matter what they do. They can't make us invisible anymore. They just look at it. We're the big elephant in the room they don't want to look at. So we're here. So now it's the opportunity for every one of you, if you've made it this far, go to Truth, Freedom, Health, get the training, become a warrior scholar. You have to understand the science. Number two, get on the freaking ground. We've made the flyer easy, hand it out. Okay? And wherever you are in the United States, outside of the United States, you can support our campaign for president. Go to shebaforpresident.com, become a volunteer if you want to donate. When you donate, by the way, I never like taking anything for nothing. You get books, you get all the programs anyway. So get involved. Truthfreedomhealth.com and shebaforpresident.com. All right, everyone, thank you. But remember, governance begins with having leaders who know how to do root cause analysis. They know how to identify or acknowledge there's a problem, collect the data to validate the problem, lay out all the possible um, root causes, and then go down to the heart of it using these systems principles to understand what the real issue is. And what I've shared with you today, when you look at that graph, the real issue is that the elites don't give a damn about you. And the only way out of this is to build a bottoms-up movement and to shatter the swarm. Thank you.